You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. DJ Peoni, president of SAP North America, joins the Post to discuss the importance of prioritizing employee health and the future of work. Let's listen. Good afternoon. Welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm David Ignatius, a columnist for the Post. This afternoon on our series, The Path Forward, we're going to be talking with DJ Peoni, who's the president of SAP North America, a leading software company, which has just announced that on April 27, it is going to be uh, holding a, an employee mental health day for all of its employees. We're going to talk about that decision and about the larger issues that have been raised during the pandemic for management, uh, concern about employee mental health uh, with DJ. DJ, welcome to Washington Post Live. Good to have you. Hey, thanks, David. Appreciate being here today. So let's begin with the poll that you commissioned before announcing Mental Health Day. You got together with the Associated Press and a polling firm and surveyed employees at companies across the country. Tell us what you found in that in that poll and how it led you to think that employee mental health was a key issue. Sure, sure, David. Um, you know, like many leaders uh, at SAP, I've certainly been playing um, or paying close attention to what our employees uh, and our customers have been telling us, right? And through our remote work uh, pulse surveys uh, utilizing Qualtrics, um, and also by just by picking up the phone. Um, but we've we've certainly seen a wide range of feedback uh, over the past several months, and we've been you know responding as best as we can. So the survey results uh, have certainly been quite telling. Uh, we learned that uh, a third of our employees uh, have stress levels that are higher than their satisfaction levels, right? And 61 percent. Uh, said that they're working uh, slightly above to well above capacity. And so we've seen a, a slight decrease in uh, how employees report the amount of stress that they're experiencing uh, and, and how difficult it really is to maintain uh, a healthy balance between, you know, their work lives and their personal lives. You know, those things uh, seem to be uh, pretty blurred these days. Uh, and I think what we're seeing uh, is not uh, unique. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Associated Press poll that we did uh, last October um, that, that that showed, you know, Americans in general uh, echoed the same sentiment. And so clearly uh, people uh, need a break and uh, and that's what we're looking to give them. One of the things I found fascinating in, in the AP poll, which goes back some months, but I'll bet these results would be similar, is that more women than men reported stress as a result of the pandemic, more blacks and Hispanics than whites. Uh, said that the pandemic was a major source of stress. Seven in 10 of the respondents said they were having trouble juggling their commitments at work and at home. Does that square with what you're learning from talking to your employees and customers? Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know, we've, we've learned a lot uh, talking to our employees and our customers. And uh, as you pointed out, you know, many, many of our employees are parents. Uh, we all know that uh, parenting is tough enough. Uh, and 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 many of our uh, employees, you know, turned to tutors overnight. I don't know about you, but I haven't touched a, a calculus uh, in 20 years. And so, you know, we've heard that people are, uh, you know, trying to do their jobs while uh, sitting on the ed edge of their beds, which is now their home offices with, you know, three and four kids uh, homeschooling 10 feet from you. And so, uh, we certainly listened, uh, and and we learned that people need um, needed a better work from home environment, right? And so. Uh, companies like SAP, you know, we put that into action and, and, and we organized a safe way for people to come into the office 
um, get their equipment, you know, make it a little bit easier to work from home. Uh, and I'd also say from listening to our employees that, you know, while, while video technologies and conferencing technologies uh, have become so easy to use, it's been, you know, absolutely part of our life, uh, there, there's a level of burnout that's uh, sitting in front of a camera all day. And so what, what, what's great about it is people, uh, they want to get out, right? They want to see their customers. Um, they want to see their colleagues and they want to do that when it's safe. But, you know, in the meantime, uh, a lot of employees just want that sense of community back. And, and so that's, you know, what we're providing at SAP. We're doing, my team is doing everything from organizing virtual Peloton rides to, uh, to do baby showers and birthday celebrations and just try to keep that sense of community, you know, before we're, uh, we're able to kind of get back to what would be considered the new normal. So in the scope of those actions to try to help your employees, why did you decide to, to, to make this mandatory mental health day? Um, and how do you expect uh, employees are going to use that time uh, and deal with it? Well, like we talked about, we've done a lot of uh, polling of our employees uh, to understand what they're going through, what they're feeling. And, and actually, last year in May, um, in the middle of May, I said, you know what? People aren't used to this. You know, people need a break. People are sitting in front of their, their cameras all day long, need to shut it down. And so uh, what I did was I, I devoted a day that was completely away from, from work, uh, put down the iPad, put down the laptop. Uh, I encourage managers, please do not send emails and do not send texts uh, to your teams. And I did the same because, you know, people would think that if I sent them something on that day that they would need to respond. And so I said, okay, uh, the only exception is, you know, if a customer needs something uh, or, you know, an employee reaches out uh, for help. And so it was it was a pretty amazing day. Uh, I received uh, hundreds of texts and selfies and emails of people that were out just, you know, walking with their family or out hiking or out playing golf or do whatever it is that they do away from work without having to think that they have to look at their phone and respond to emails. And so um, I brought this to, uh, uh, to our executive board and, and said, we need to make this a global holiday for SAP. And they said, no brainer, let's do it. And so, um, you know, I, I, I said, well, I don't want to take credit for the sun rising, uh, meaning putting it on a Monday or a Friday, because a lot of people take Mondays and Fridays off. So we wanted to put a day in the middle of the week uh, so that people could take some vacation around it, because we found that over the course of the last year, at SAP, over 300,000 vacation days went unused, right? People weren't using them. And so uh, it's, it's going to be a, a great day. I'm already getting texts. We sent a reminder out this morning to uh, all of our employees, not that anybody needs a reminder for next week's day off, but I've already gotten some, uh, a bunch of emails talking about what their plans are for the day. So I think it's going to be uh, a real exciting for our employees. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool idea. I was just curious whether you got any uh, pushback uh, from employees who said, hey, boss, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not stressed. I don't need to take the day off. Anybody uh, react uh, negatively in that way? I, I didn't get any. I'm sure maybe uh, uh, some people may have done that, but I didn't see any of that. I, I would say that more people were just excited about it. And more people were excited about the fact that they can just turn it off shut it down. You know, our, our employees are at the heart of everything um, that we do. And so we need them at their best. And, and I think that they're, you know, certainly our most important asset. And, uh, but no, I, I haven't received any negative. I've only received the positive, like, thank you for, for this day. And I can't wait for next week to see, uh, see some of the texts and some of the emails and pictures of what people are doing for fun out there. 
We'll ask you later how people spent their, their mental health day and whether they're more productive afterwards. I, I want to turn to the broader question that we're all thinking about. I'm sure you are at your company, which is how life will be different uh, for us as companies, as employees in the future after the pandemic. What changes that we've experienced over this last year will end up being permanent? What, what will be on your list of, of changes that are going to stick? Yeah, so so uh, certainly, you know, COVID's affected the world in so many different ways. And 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 before we get into, it, I just wanted to call out uh, all the frontline workers. You know, they're they're certainly the heroes in my eyes. And I wanted to thank them for, you know, putting their lives uh, on the line to keep people uh, keep people safe. Um, but you know, as a business leader, uh, I've certainly come uh, to call COVID as the great accelerator. Right, the world was already moving faster than it ever had pre-pandemic. And I think COVID, you know, certainly put everything on fast forward, and it's it's accelerated so many trends. Um, a, a company's culture, right? For example, uh, was very important, obviously pre-pandemic, and and now like you have to win the culture game, or or it's game over for you. Because I think now more than ever, you know, things like work-life balance are at the top of every uh, every employee. It's at the top of their minds as they decide. Do I stay at the company or do I not stay at the company? And and I use the word decide on purpose because, you know, the pre-pandemic term certainly was that employees had choice. Um, but again, like that's accelerated. Employees have more choice than they ever have been. And we certainly have learned uh, over the past years that that employees are not pinned to a single location anymore. Right? People can can switch jobs without leaving their homes. And so we all and I think we all know people. Uh, that we've talked to that that haven't even met their boss yet. They things are going to change, um, but we also know that, like we've talked about, mental health uh, should be at the top of every board agenda. Uh, it's now out in the open, out in the open more than ever uh, ever before. I think people are not afraid to have the conversations. So, I think at this moment, you know, it's accelerated all of the aspects of our personal lives, our work lives which today, like I said earlier, uh, seem to be pretty blurred. And so, you know, when COVID hit, much of our, our routines were turned upside down. And again, I think COVID has reinforced that culture uh, is more important than it ever has been. And so SAP certainly uh, has a culture of taking care of our employees. Uh, and step one, you know, is listening, you know, listening and understanding. You know, we talked about that um, uh, in, in some of the pulse surveys that that we've done. And so, when I look at the future uh, of work and I look at the future, I, it's here. It's here right now, right? Those, those conversations are certainly accelerated. Um, many companies are using the experiences that we're going through right now as an opportunity to completely redesign the workplace, right? Most traditional jobs were designed to be in the office, right? The default position was you need to be in nine to five, Monday through Friday, um, and, and, and productivity uh, used to be judged on how early or how late you stayed at work. Like, wow, look at that go-getter. It's 6.30 and they're here. And, you know, I know people that have worked for companies that at, at five o'clock, you know, it's uh, their heads, people's heads bob above the cubes and they see who's here just to make sure that they're the last ones here. And, and I think, you know, now more than ever, um, the decisions that companies are making around recruiting um, and around retaining talent uh, can make or break an organization. And so I think there's just many implications of embracing, you know, a hybrid work model like recruiting, 
like people's home office situation. I'm very fortunate that I have a home office and I have decent internet uh, and um, you know compensation uh, and leadership style. So I think that you know we're going to see the future of work uh, probably differ by industry. But I think what people want uh, now more than ever is the flexibility and the transparency, right? It's the overall experience. I think people will uh, will still want that in-person experience, but not every day. And so companies, you know, in the future and even today, right? Like I said, today it is here, need to offer that flexibility and foster the culture where, where people won't be biased because they're not in the office, right? And I think that that's gonna require uh, greater transparency around what expectations are, um, clear goals, you know, re regular check-ins. I think the default position for companies is gonna be that flexibility, not, hey, you need to be in the office. So certainly um, the hybrid model is, is here. Now, if I, if I relate that to, um, to SAP, you know, if you were to come to me back in February 2020 and said, all right, DJ, let's uh, grab your leaders together and let's make a decision tonight that we're going to go like completely over uh, overnight remote. You know, I would have said, mm, OK, that's going to be interesting. But uh, it happened and it happened for most organizations and, and, and for companies like SAP, um, the wheels didn't come off. Right. The good news is uh, SAP was already benefiting from having a flexible work environment in place. So uh, I think we've been pioneers of flexible work, uh, both in terms of the location uh, that you work out of and the hours that you work. And we've had programs in place for several years to cater to the employees, uh, you know, Flex Appeal, which is allowing uh, uh, employees to work non-traditional hours. You know, before COVID, nearly 33% of our 29,000 uh, North America-based employees uh, were working remotely already. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the surveys and in, in some of the recent surveys, 80% uh, uh, responded and said they, they wouldn't go back to the office in, in, until they're vaccinated. And 7% said they didn't want to return to the office ever. So 93%, hey, after the pandemic, we want to return to the office in some fashion. So I think the future of, of businesses and organizations and how they're going to treat their employees is around the conversations uh, not being centered around, hey, who's in the office today, right? They should be centered around who should be involved. And, and that employee experience, certainly during the pandemic has guided us um, on how we approach uh, you know, office openings and, and when it's safe to do so. So I think that's a little bit on, on, on kind of where, where I see things are right now and, and where they're headed. So DJ, let me ask you a slightly contrarian question. Is it possible that a company, even your company, could be too accommodating to employees? You, you talked about the importance of maintaining corporate culture, the trust that employees have. I know that in many workplaces, that trust was built up through you know, years often of face-to-face -face contact. New employees don't have that opportunity. And I'm just mm -hmm. wondering in a, in a hybrid workplace or a, you know, a work, at, work at home, if you want workplace, you may lose some of the, that cultural bonding. Do you worry about that? Oh, sure. I, I, absolutely, I worry about that. Um, and we know that, you know, from listening to our employees, uh, like I said, culture is is what keeps people here. And, and video conferencing technology is certainly our convenient way to stay connected. But um, it's not going to replace that in-person connection. Certainly not. You know, in our business, it's, it's, it's critical to build those relationships. And 
build those relationships over time. And when you do that, that builds trust. And I think sometimes, you know, it's as simple as, uh, as that hallway conversation, right? How are your children doing? How's your family? Uh, what are you watching? What are you streaming these days? What are the shows you're binging? I think it's that level of informality that certainly can, can build up relationships. And, and, and I know that that can be missed. Um, and certainly as it relates to our customers, you know, the very first uh, few kind of interactions, you know, and that goes for our employees as well, can be critical to that relationship building. Um, but once, you know, the relationship is established, uh, you know, we're not gonna be jumping on airplanes to go for a one hour meeting and a two hour flight and then get back on the airplane and come back once that relationship is established. And so I know, you know, I've certainly seen that some companies, um, you know, have put mandates that uh, three days, four days, two days uh, in the office upcoming. And, you know, like I said, we envision a hybrid in environment, one that's flexible and one that's uh, conducive to that work-life balance. But I, I certainly uh, am cognizant to some people that really, you know, want to get out of the house and they want to be in the office. And, and we're going to provide that level of flexibility to them without mandating that uh, everybody be in the office five days a week. And DJ, for the people who are coming back into the office, what do you think about uh, asking or even requiring that they be vaccinated? I'm sure you've given that some thought. What's, what's your initial feeling? Yeah, David, I mean, we certainly uh, have given that a lot of thought. Uh, we have a, a crisis management team where uh, that certainly has been a topic of conversations. Uh, you know, vaccines are, are obviously becoming more and more available. And uh, at this point, getting vaccinated is a personal decision. Uh, and it's one that uh, we definitely encourage uh, involves, con you know, consulting your doctor. But uh, SAP at this point is not going to require employees to be vaccinated to return uh, to the office once the offices are are safely uh, opened. However, you know, our customers and our partners, right, they may have different requirements. And so we certainly recognize that uh, that each situation is different, uh, but we're just gonna continue to ensure that employees have, you know, a safe environment to work in and uh, and the vaccination, you know, will be up to them. And if, if an employee says, I just don't feel safe, coming in if, if I'm not confident that, that my coworkers have been vaccinated, you're just gonna let that person work from home? How do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, we'll certainly um, let that person work for, from home, but I think part of this is, like we talked about, is, is transparency, right? Transparency around how are we going to make the offices safe? How are we gonna ensure that there is social distancing? Um, how are we going to uh, ensure that, that, that there's not too many people in the office that day? So we're certainly going to put those, uh, those aspects uh, into the equation and you know, let that person work from home, but really communicate that, that the, the office, once it's open, is going to be a safe environment for people to come into. Let me ask about another aspect of, of the pandemic's effect on our, our economy, something that SAP, because of its business, knows a lot about, and that's supply chain management. What are you uh, seeing as you look at how supply chains have adjusted or in some cases not adjusted well to the stress and changes brought about by this global pandemic and slowdown? Yeah, certainly, um, you know, every customer in every industry has, has definitely acknowledged that COVID's put, you know, the maturing of the global economy on fast forward. And it's it's put a tremendous amount of pressure on supply chains, as you had mentioned. And I think those companies uh, who who have uh, had more sophisticated 
digital supply chains in place already, we're able to pivot faster, we're able to, to connect with customers a little bit better. I think of customers of SAP like Moderna, where the, you know, the, stakes, the stakes are high and, and they certainly turned SAP uh, to give them end-to-end -end visibility as they manufacture and, and distribute the vaccine. But we certainly learned that um, your supply chain is only as good as the weakest link, right? If one component is broken, uh, you know, the system breaks down. And so I think companies uh, now more than ever need to ensure that their suppliers are digital, that they don't rely on spreadsheets. Um, and also I think it, it, it showed us a sense of, uh, uh, of urgency to make, you know, U.S. manufacturing more competitive, right? Less, less reliance on, on supplies from overseas uh, to provide, you know, safe and secure products to consumers. But, you know, supply chain is, is, is certainly top of mind. Uh, and, and I think, you know, table stakes going forward that you digitize that end to end. So uh, we talked earlier about the way in which the pandemic has required companies to accelerate uh, their changes, their adaptability. I want to ask you about one concern that, that I've had as we've done this series of programs on the, on the path forward, and that is that we may see the gap between the leaders in industries and the laggards, to use consulting terminology, widen. That, that the winner-take-all aspect of our economy, the great rewards to being super smart, super nimble, uh, are going to increase. And that in, in that way, we'll end up with a maybe a more unequal, uh, unbalanced uh, uh, country even than before. That was a problem for America going into the pandemic. What do you think about, about that uh, concern? Yeah, I certainly uh, uh, think that companies, you know, need to put uh, a lot of emphasis on on their employee well-being, and 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 for for SAP, uh, our our employees are at the center of everything, you know, that we do. And and I think the simple fact is that you know taking time off for each of us individually and ensuring that uh, we have happy employees means happy customers. And I think that the more that we focus on that and that mental health health aspect of it. And, and being able to provide uh, a safe work environment, I think even um, even the smaller companies, you know, certainly will will thrive during this. And I think that what we've seen uh, from from a cloud computing perspective is, you know, I certainly believe that that companies who have have viewed cloud computing as a journey and and not a destination are going to see more success. And I think the pandemic has validated that that the clouds, you know, the value proposition of the cloud. And I think that that has certainly leveled the playing field uh, for some of the smaller companies that historically didn't have the resources to compete, right? So I think that will level the playing field. And I think if people focus on the mental health aspect and focus on hiring and retaining the right talent, uh, I think uh, the economy will be, uh, will be healthy, vibrant, and, and, and you know, cloud computing certainly has helped those smaller companies do that. And, and explain to, to me, and I'm sure to a number of our viewers, what you mean when you say that, that people should see the, the cloud as a journey and not a destination. Break that down for well, me. Yeah, yeah, David. So, so the cloud, you know, it's an iterative process. It's, it's things don't happen overnight, right? And so I think many companies are getting away from um, being you know, IT houses if, they're, if that's not their core business. And so you see many consumer product companies moving to the cloud. Uh, it, it certainly takes, uh, takes time. Um, people have had uh, infrastructures in place for many, many years. And so now that 
cloud, uh, uh, cloud technology is providing flexibility, it's, it's providing scale, it's providing adaptability. Uh, adaptability. Um, customers and, 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 and companies are certainly more interested in that. And in SAP, you know, we just announced uh, a rise with SAP. And so, you know, we certainly have heard customers say that we need SAP to help them move to the cloud over time. So it's an iterative process. Um, it's, uh, it's certainly a, a journey and not a, a destination or a point in time. Okay, one final business question, and then I, I want to turn back to Mental Health Day, but just uh, curious whether you think when we emerge from the pandemic, we're going to see um, employees shifting their workplaces. Uh, your polling found over the course of this last year that one in four employees was thinking about, about changing where they were working. But I'm curious about, about in the future, whether, whether employees will feel frustrated with the, the, the company environment that they have, go looking for work, be exposed to how other companies are treating their employees. What's, what's your expectation that we'll see a reshuffling yeah. of the workforce? Yeah, David, I think, um, you know, the stat is, is certainly not overly surprising. I guess the one in four uh, stat certainly depends on where you work. And I know throughout the conversation, um, we talked a lot about culture. Uh, and if the culture of the company is, uh, is, is a little bit toxic, where people's opinions aren't heard, where you don't have core values, or where, we, where you work in, a, in an environment where management says one thing uh, but does another, I bet the numbers may be even bigger than one in four. Uh, I, I certainly think that COVID accelerated the fact um, that employees have more choice, like we talked about. So, you know, reducing turnover, you need a flexible work environment um, with competitive pay, competitive benefits. And I, I certainly believe that uh, there are uh, probably a certain number of people that are sitting tight during the pandemic and 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 waiting to see what happens uh, and maybe a little bit restless to do new things uh, because they see you know the light at the end of the tunnel. But I think when 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 you think about it, uh, with remote work being the default, you can switch jobs pretty easily. You can switch jobs without even leaving your house, right? I think we all know people who have done that, and I think that that is certainly bad news for companies that provide um, a less than stellar work environment and a less than stellar work work experience. But I think that's certainly good news for companies uh, like SAP that have really fully invested in their people, invested in, in a safe um, safe environment and, and career development and talent management is more important than it ever has been before. You know, we certainly have, have changed the environment from a, hey, just speak up if you need help to a, are you okay? Let's have the conversation. And so I think with that and that culture, you know, you'll, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that, uh, you know, the numbers uh, are, are going to be a lot less than one in four. So I, I'm grateful to you for helping us to all think about uh, a topic we haven't talked about much, uh, certainly on Watch Us Live uh, during this pandemic, and that's employee mental health. It's, it's an issue. We'll think about it more. We'll come back and talk to you another time, I have to ask you a final question. And that is, how are you going to spend your mental health day off? What, what are your plans? Oh, David, I, I, I'm going to put my, uh, my phone down. Uh, I'm uh, going to go outside, do something outdoors uh, with my wife. And we're just going to enjoy the day uh, and, and hope, hope that the weather uh, is conducive to doing something outside and just uh, take our mind off things for a little bit and, and enjoy the day. So I'm looking forward to it.
So that's a nice thought. It's one to, to leave all of you uh, with. So today, as everybody knows, is Earth Day. And we have more programming ahead. I want to thank uh, DJ Peony for talking with us about, about uh, these mental health issues. We'll, we'll be coming back today at 3.30 with former Vice President Al Gore uh, to talk about, about uh, climate change and environmental issues. And then at 4.30, Lisa Jackson, who's Apple's Vice President of Environment, will be our guest on our series, Protecting Our Planet. Uh, please join us for those. I'll be back next week to talk with the chief executive of United Airlines about whether we're seeing, as the numbers suggest, a rebound in air travel. Uh, thanks to all of you for joining us. We'll see you later today. Thanks for listening. To hear more interviews from this series and other Washington Post Live programs, visit us at WashingtonPostLive.com.